what are you doing? You know, uh, yeah. thinking that Dr. Banana, you know, hey guys, I'm not going to do med school anymore, but I'm actually going to try yeah. to turn bananas into ice cream for a living Yeah, with three of my other friends. And they're like, are you crazy? As one of the co-founders of Banan, Matt and the rest of the founders took this vision of turning bananas into ice cream a reality. And on today's episode, we're going to learn about the hard work behind what has made Banan what it is today and how they are expanding across the globe and on Oahu. So stay tuned. This is an episode. If you have a dream or a vision that you're not quite sure is going to work out, you're going to want to listen to this episode and hear some of the encouragement and hard work that went into making Banan a reality. Let's cue the intro. Aloha. Welcome to Hawaii's Best Podcast. Learn the stories behind Hawaii's best experiences, influencers, and businesses. Discover everything that makes Hawaii the Aloha State. And now your host, Brian Murphy. I can't wait for you to hear more about the story behind Banan. And like I mentioned in the intro, if you have a dream, if you have a vision or something that is making your heart beat fast, I want you to listen to this because Matt had a different track, a different path that he was going for. And he made this pivot. And I don't want to give it all away. I want him to be able to tell the story of how Banan started. But go ahead, before we jump in, hit that subscribe button and drop a review in iTunes. It really helps the show and and for other people to be able to find the show who are interested in travel and stories behind the businesses in Hawaii and also explore the culture of Hawaii. So thanks for considering to do that. And right now we're going to jump on in and talk story with Matt from Banal. Thanks for joining us today on Hawaii's Best. How are you doing, man? Thanks for having me. I'm doing fantastic. I just spent pretty much the past few days on a neighbor island of Molokai and uh, did some surfing and uh, some diving and a whole bunch of fun stuff. So, oh, cool. Um, Maybe yeah. we can get into that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then we're also... Uh, I'm just trying to get a bunch of work done before we head off on Friday with a couple of my partners to go to Japan to oh, open cool. up a second store over there. Oh, like, yeah. a, like a storefront? Yeah. Or, oh, a storefront. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Now we've got a lot to talk about. Yeah. This is going to be good. Certainly. Well, tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so a little bit about me. Um, I'm one of the founders of Banan. So I grew up here on Oahu. Grew up surfing majority of my life. My father taught me how to surf. Went to high school in Oahu and ended up going to college in UC Santa Cruz. Okay. Still did some more surfing over there. Yeah, of course. And had such a beautiful time in California. And towards the end of my career over there uh, in, in my university studies, uh, we started thinking about entrepreneurial ideas that then brought me back home over okay. here. Okay. Yeah. Was that kind of in your blood growing up, that entrepreneurial mindset? Or? No, not at all. I mean, yeah. there's snippets of it of, you know, I used to have fun making logos as a kid and things like that. Yeah. But never when I was younger did I really think I was going to run my own business. I, I guess I didn't yeah. think too much about the future. Yeah. Okay. For a while, you know, I wanted to be a doctor when I was studying at university. Uh, is that what you went to school for? Yeah. So I studied okay. biology, like molecular biology. Right. And uh, towards the end, and worked in a lab for two years doing like stem cell research. And then uh, at the very end of that, I had this entrepreneurial spark. And so did a lot of my friends who, are, who I grew up with over here. And that's when we started talking about a bunch of different ideas. Yeah. None that had to do with 
banana ice cream or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, ideas to talk about and it got us fired up. Uh, so what led you to banana ice cream then? So first, my friends and I had this wild idea of creating like a Kickstarter platform okay. for music events and concerts. And yeah. we love going to you know music festivals and concerts and things like that. And uh, it was like a super wild idea, but it got us dreaming together like, oh my God, this would be so cool. And yeah. of course, we hit tons of walls with that and the idea changed. And so we we're chasing these kind of tech dreams, even though okay. none of us could really accomplish it or get it done. <laughs> and But in the meantime of chasing those ideas, we were exposed to this really silly machine called Yonanas that turns frozen fruit, bananas into ice cream. <laughs> Yonanas? Yonanas, yeah. And so we were like, whoa, this is amazing. Yeah. And uh, the joke kind of began that, oh, well, what if we, you know, became the Jamba Juice of banana ice cream? And, okay. Uh, and it sat dormant for a bit. Like, we kind of messed with some homemade batches for fun of it because we loved the product. You know, we, we really did love the simplicity of it right away. Yeah. And that's what kind of amazed us and gave us the wow factor. Like, whoa, this is literally just fruit. Yeah. And it has this ice cream-like consistency and texture. Um. So it shocked us in the beginning. And only later when we, you know, were hitting walls with these other ideas and it kind of clicked that we're from Hawaii. Yeah. And it's one of the few states that commercially grows bananas mm-hmm. um, that we could add this farm to table philosophy to it. And with that kind of depth of being able to support our local farmers, learn more about local agriculture and, you know, mm-hmm. be players in uh, Hawaii's food scene. Did it add this depth that you know inspired us to be like, yeah. well, okay, we'll take this silly banana ice cream idea yeah, and, sure. and do it? Because also imagine you know me coming out of college and yeah, preparing for med school. And <laughs> my parents are both in medicine. I'm sure they're like, whoa, that must have been a fun conversation. Yeah, like, <laughs> what are you doing? You know, uh, yeah. thinking that Doctor Banana, you know, hey guys, I'm not trying to do med school anymore, but I'm actually going to try yeah. to turn bananas into ice cream for a living yeah with three of my other friends and they're like are you crazy so there's <laughs> they're supportive the whole way i, I should Good. say yeah said, are you crazy but i'm sure they had their thoughts and they're right. you know about like oh man i hope he's gonna right be all right with that but i, I think they also recognize that we were young enough at the time we were 22 mm-hmm. that if this thing totally failed in a year or whatever it be yeah. that could kind of pick ourselves back up and you mentioned something about buying locally and i know that's a huge part of Vinon and Maybe talk a little bit about that. Like why a lot of people I talk to, that's that's huge on their heart is is supporting local farmers, buying locally. Um, but what's the why behind that? Yeah, the why is huge, especially here in Hawaii. Uh, there's kind of like the common statistic that 80 to maybe 90% of our food is shipped in. Yeah. I think for fresh produce, it's a bit better, like fruits. Um, I think we actually... Last I heard, we might be even growing 60% of our okay. fresh produce. But I have to check on that. Yeah. Anyway, though, um, a big push to buy local and support our farms here is Hawaii is literally one of the most isolated land masses in mm-hmm. the world. Um, we're out here in the Pacific on our own. And so any food that comes in, comes in with this taxing you know, right. carbon emissions. And so to, that's probably the first thing that comes to mind is shortening that voyage so we can you know reduce our carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. But... Also, the other benefits of it helps support our local economy by, you know, putting money into the hands of our fellow farmers and neighbors, rather than some big corporations that aren't investing in Hawaii. 
And then lastly, at least how we kind of train our employees that we, we also just want to inspire a sense of culture that's yeah. focused on agriculture and bringing attention to that, you know, how food gets to our table and the profoundness of uh, that whole chain of events that has to happen. Right. Yeah. That's great. If we could get a question on live, a lot of people want to know, like, where do you go to have fun? <laughs> fun in Hawaii? Yeah. I think that was one question earlier. Uh, well, yeah, to answer that, I mean, people, I think in Hawaii, if you're not super into the oceans or into hiking, yeah. it's just probably not the place to be because there's a nightlife and there's mm. fun like that. But the majority of fun that I think about is the different surf around the islands. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'll go hiking. Some other people are really big into hiking and then, you know, there's tons of fun hikes. Also, just traveling to the neighbor islands. I mean, just the amount of beaches and waterfalls and uh, waves to surf yeah. is just huge. Yeah, Maybe take us around the islands a little bit. Um, what are the kind of unique characteristics of each one? Yeah, I guess in my kind of eyes, Oahu is the busy one. Right. Um, you know, it's got traffic, it has things like that. Yeah. It has like a, sm- a small skyline, but it also has tons of surf. For Considering there's so many people here, there's plenty of waves and, and yeah. lots of surf and lots of things to do. Um, Maui, you know, I haven't been over there for a bit. But yeah. Beautiful, like a little bit bigger yeah. and kind of spread out. Um, one of my favorites is probably Kauai. Yeah. It's just so gorgeous. And the Napoli coast and the kind of colossalness on that side of the island and white sand beaches. Yeah. I'm also a huge fan of Molokai. I, I, I go over there quite a bit to one of our founders and friends' ranch over there. Okay. And uh, that's also a really gorgeous island. Yeah. But they tell you if you go to Molokai, they tell you to visit, but don't stay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're adamant about that. Okay. Um, and Big Island, yeah, I've, I've yet to go to um, yeah. since a little kid. And I've been meaning to because we have a couple of farmers that we support over there. And okay. I'm really curious to check it out because that's even bigger. And to my understanding, Big Island's just always really chill. Yeah. Yeah. Really chill, really spread out. And then, yeah, there's lots of agriculture. I mm. mean, there's some pretty cool communities too that are like into permaculture. Yeah. Um, and then there's also other interesting communities that, you know, I hear about of like billionaire communities right. too, but they have their kind of picked off huge pieces they of land. Their spots. Yeah. It's a mix of, it's a mix of that. I mean, there's a whole spectrum of, yeah, you know, like wealth to people living out, I think in the jungle. Over oh, there. Okay. Well, back to Banana a little bit. Love to hear a little bit more about the business model, maybe specifically talk about your locations and just kind of how that's evolved. You talked a little bit about when we started, you're heading over to Japan at the end of this week. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but maybe just kind of how it all started, and obviously bring us to what's uh, happening this week. Yeah, absolutely. Well, how it all started, my friends and I, we work off of spontaneity. Yeah, uh, we never knew what we were doing, barely know what we're doing <laughs> right now. And uh, in the very beginning, we didn't know if we were going to do a food truck, if we we're going to okay. do you know a brick and mortar, or if we we're going to set up in farmers market like right. a little tent pop up tent. Our first you know vessel of selling our banana ice cream ended up being a food truck. And how that came to be was we saw a Craigslist ad, some partners of mine, and we decided to check it out. We did yeah. not think we were buying a food truck that day. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we're checking it out. But I think we're going to maybe do the store thing or the farmer's market yeah. thing. And we brought along our buddy Galen's, uh, his family friend who flips cars for a living on Craigslist. Okay, And this guy is just smooth, 
boss negotiator. <laughs> and if you ever have the opportunity to like watch someone do a negotiation, you know, the art of negotiation yeah. like that. Yeah. It's just, I, I, I encourage it because it was just amazing. He got the guy like on his back heels, like right when we started <laughs> and, you know, asking all these questions, you know, pumping, you know, the engine hot and all this yeah. stuff. And pretty much he negotiated our food truck down from what was listed at 5000 down to $2,000. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And which was, even though for us though, that was still like a huge well, like, yeah. purchase. We're like, oh my I God, bet. let's spend $2,000. Yeah. Um, now, now, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's a smaller, um, thing, but when you were just waking up that day, like not thinking you're going to buy we were coming back with a food truck. That's for sure. <laughs> Zach's parents, my, one of my partners, his parents did not think we were coming back with a food truck yeah. to park in front of their house. Yeah. Um, which we then painted up and did all the fun stuff later. But, uh, it was funny because when we were, you know, negotiating the car, it turned to this point where he just turned to us and it's like, well, you guys going to take it or not? You guys going to take it or right. not? Yeah. Um, if not, I'm going to like buy it and flip it. <laughs> and they're like, okay, I guess we'll take it. And uh, he helped drive us off, drive it off the, uh, from the guy's house that day. And we brought it to Zach's parents' place where we then kind of built it out and started our journey. Yeah. And from there, the food truck started to do fairly well. It started at Diamond Head? Started over at Diamond yeah. Head. It's still parked there today. Okay. And uh, we're actually having a little event there this Friday. Oh, cool. We'll have some like live music okay. and some free beer and stuff. Yeah. So we started over there at Diamond Head and things started to pick up. I think because we were young local guys, mm-hmm. there's like an initial buzz from bloggers like, oh, these kids trying to do, you know, good yeah. thing, which really helps. And then Instagram is what really, oh, really okay. started to just naturally market itself. Right. The product is like, you know, it's kind of aesthetically pleasing. Like, Looks like something you might want to take a picture of. Yes. Yeah. Um, none of us were in, into Instagram before we started this business. Oh, okay. I, I certainly wasn't. Now I run our account. So I was going to so, ask you. So you, you run it. So I, yeah, okay. I professionally take pictures of swirls and fruit <laughs> for a living. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, but that did as well, Instagram. Yeah. And shortly after that, maybe not too short, but like a year into business, we decided to launch a Kickstarter. So back with the the food truck, what year was that? Uh, that was, we opened December 27th of 2014. Okay. So pretty much 2015 okay. is when we opened gotcha. up. Yeah. Okay. So we just hit four years recently. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. Considering where you guys are now. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. We've yeah. been, we've been, that's great. Feeling, I mean, when we first started super naively, I don't know why, yeah. but we were just like, Oh yeah. Like four or five years from now, we're going to have like 200 stores. <laughs> <laughs> Not really piecing, you know? Yeah. The things that have to happen um, yeah. in order for that to, to come to be, but uh, we've been really, really happy and, and feel very fortunate and, and, and feel very thankful that our communities mm. supported us this far. Yeah. yeah. So to continue on that, about a year into the food truck, we launched a Kickstarter and raised a bit of money from there to okay. start build the store that we're in today that we're sitting in today at across from University of Hawaii. Yeah. And this is our biggest footprint. We kind of saw it as uh, this awesome chance to create like a flagship store. And, yeah. Uh, for us, where we are right now in Manoa, the valley that our uh, store is in, mm-hmm. we picked it with this reason too. Like it seems so perfect that it's in this center point uh, within the breadbasket of like education in Hawaii, or at least in Oahu. Yeah. You have University of Hawaii right across from us. You have UH Lab, like a middle school right directly across from us. Um, Midpack, Punahou, yeah, 
Roosevelt, there's, you know, there's a handful of schools. Was that strategic? And, and that, that was kind of the idea. Is yeah. that it was strategic in the sense that, you know, I think we thought social media would do well, but yeah. it was also this feel good that, hey, we want to be involved in Hawaii's education. And since then, oh, okay. I don't know if it's because of this location or just the brand, you know, we've gotten to speak at pretty much all these schools. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Um, at the university, at yeah. Pernahoe. That was kind of an inspiration though, that there's going to be a lot of this youth and that we want to be changing how people look at food and right. how to do that best is to, you know, be raising our kids and mm-hmm. you know, our children on, on food that's good for them and also good for, you know, the local economy and good for the earth. Yeah. yeah. Kind of switching gears, just maybe a little bit. I'd love to hear about the other owners, who they are and their story just a little bit. Totally. Yeah. yeah. There's Zach, Luke, and Galen. Um, that's who the four of us together started our food truck. Yeah. Galen left about a year in because he had some really amazing opportunities okay. going down in South America where mm. he was actually going to mentor under the founder of North Face. Okay. Founder of North Face unfortunately passed away right when he was going down. And to speed things up, Galen wow. now works for Patagonia Provisions, uh-huh. which is Patagonia's food arm. They're doing some amazing things with mm. their supply chain in very Patagonia fashion. Yeah. And so he splits time between kind of California and Molokai okay. and over here now. But the other two operating partners, Zach, me and him, we go way, way back. Okay. Uh, we weren't like the best of friends like yeah. throughout our whole childhood, but you know, we go back as far to like little kids, like yeah. must have been seven years old, soccer oh, days. Luke as well, he He's, we all we all went to school. Zach, Luke, and myself all started going to Punahou School mm-hmm. um, at, in seventh grade. So we've known each other since middle school. And Zach and Luke were always like super good, yeah, best buddies. Always get into trouble. They're still always the rascals, and, yeah, um, the ones that are probably driving the spontaneity. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, but, hey, let's see what Alan and think about it, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, they're just okay, awesome, awesome guys. Luke, he's the husband of one of our other classmates. Uh, Chris Amore, who's yeah. a three-time world champion surfer. Mm-hmm. So he gets to do quite a bit of traveling with her and surfing with her. And Luke's kind of just the rugged guy who... Um, the kind of breakdown of like us three is uh, Luke, he's the strong man. He's the yeah. one who's building all this material that's around us right now. He, he does a lot of our build-outs. Zach kind of leads a lot of our accounting and finance okay. um, and management. And then I, I kind of share some of that management with them and then as well as do kind of the I guess graphics creative mm-hmm. marketing um, areas of our business okay but we're all to to yeah talk about us all personally we're all uh surfers and that's some uh, yeah. certainly a passion that we all connect on that we love to surf together um we've done some really fun kayak journeys together so we mm-hmm. just love doing anything outdoor in general and as well as dancing around a lot. We have quite a bit of uh, company parties with uh, the employees and there's quite a bit of dancing that okay. happens. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> was there a time, and, and maybe this kind of will kind of lead to um, Japan and, and your opportunity there, but was there a time in the last maybe four or five years or whatever, you're like, I, I'm not sure if this is going to work out. And was there a moment like you had to like press through Maybe you could take us to that moment a little bit about perseverance. Certainly. We've, we've had some tight times in the past. Uh, to, to be clear too, especially for anybody who's going on an entrepreneurial journey, like yeah. we, we had it like a bit plush. Like our parents were very supportive. Yeah. Zach and myself, you know, we're 27 now. We didn't move out of our parents' place till 
not even a year ago. Yeah. So um, having a good network of like family support that that was pretty huge. Okay. Uh, you know, to to say that we made it completely on our own. Yeah. Um, that would be just incredibly tough, and I, and I have just the most huge, you know, utmost sure. respect for entrepreneurs that start with literally nothing, so, no family, you know, it's maybe they don't even speak the language of the country yeah. and they, you know, travel over and make some yeah, success. I can't imagine. How, yeah. I, I really can't imagine. Yeah. Um, so family support in the beginning was huge. Okay. Um, especially, you know, just letting them, us living with them. And yeah. Definitely tons of meals and things like that. Yeah. And because for the first like years, or so, you know, pay was not a consistent thing. Sure. And even when the pay started, it was a very small, small <laughs> figure. And we we're slowly working it up. Yeah. <laughs> but to, I, I guess to answer your question about hardships, our, our dynamic between us is pretty fun and funky. Okay. And I think because we're friends, it's kind of like if you got stuck in like a hairy situation on a hike or something like yeah. that, you kind of, it, it's the type of friend group that you kind of like, laugh it off a yeah, bit. Sure. Like, oh, and so same goes with kind of some of our hardships. Yeah. There's harder times. Um, but I think because we're so young and there's not as much responsibility mm-hmm. on the line, there's been a lot of times where we kind of laugh things off. Yeah. You know, we've had times where our truck in the very beginning just would shut down because of power like energy yeah. needs and things like that where there's big, you know, mess ups mm-hmm. and things that, you know, go the unexpected. And uh we've fortunately been able to embrace it with kind of a sense of laughter. And we've never been in a situation that's been so tight that like it's yeah, gonna go sure the company. This is gonna, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and you know, knock on wood. But um yeah, so far I guess we've embraced a lot of a hardship with okay. laughter in a way. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta sometimes laugh it off and just like yeah, chalk and it just up focus to on the future experience. Like, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I mean there's a lot of sweat it. that went into this business. Yeah. Like the first year and Pretty much the first year it yeah. is it was us four okay. working the truck yeah. every single day. We started introducing employees a little before a year out, um, but yeah, there, there's just been cool. a lot of hard work through it. So, how did um, relationships in Japan come about and th- those opportunities? Yeah, Hawaii has an interesting relationship with Japan, mm-hmm. or I guess Japan to Hawaii. They're, they're, it's this amazing affection, yeah, um, between our cultures. And the Japanese just love Hawaii. And so they have like a, they hold like a Hawaii fair, uh, or a handful of Hawaii fairs. Oh, okay. And yeah. so we were invited to one. Yeah. And the company that was hosting it was kind enough to, you know, market us really hard on national news coverage. And yeah. so we just had a huge success at this Hawaii fair. And partners who we worked with for that, so this big company partners up with a, a few individuals, uh, they, ended up being the ones to help us take the brand over to Hawaii. And, and we had some good chemistry in the beginning. Okay. And, and we're still working things out. Yeah, Things aren't picture perfect. And sure. uh, it's interesting. You know, it's our first go of trying to control the brand yeah. and uh, the product from afar and uh, make sure that people are putting as much love into it as us. Yeah, And so there's things that we're super happy about. Like their supply chain is awesome. Yeah, um, For the most part, like their bananas, we got to check out where they're coming from in the Philippines because you can't have local bananas in Japan. Okay. Uh, but the shift kind of focused more towards using really good agricultural practices, uh-huh. which these guys do, and also labor practices. Because as you start sourcing agriculture you have to take all from that developing nations, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. There, there's some dark stories that uh, you can yeah. support. 
And that was really important to us that we, you know, at least did our due diligence to check it out a bit. Yeah. And then there's still more to investigate and check out and improve. Because when you talk about your brand, it's more than just, hey, make sure you get the colors right. Oh, it's more than the that. recipe, yeah, yeah. right? It's it's a yeah. whole it's the philosophy yeah. behind yeah. like, well, where's the stuff being grown? Right. How's it being grown? Yeah. Um, something that we're always trying to improve on, even over here in Hawaii. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of answers just a little bit about, hey, what's next? And um, does that, when do those stores open? Is it multiple stores or? So we have one store uh, that's set to open in Osaka, uh, Japan. Yeah. March 14th. Okay. And then uh, we're also building out a store here on the east side of Oahu and Kailua. Okay. Um, we haven't gotten the keys to it yet, but that should be happening fairly soon. Uh, we just got a new food truck up and running. Okay. So we're just, that's specifically for events and catering, which yeah. sounds super fun for us. Just yeah. going around and having a good time. Do you still get on the food truck from time to time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially the, like this one that's starting up, the new yeah. event one. We're still working out the kinks. And okay. We kind of we spearhead that kind of stuff. Cool. Um, and then we'll have a manager take yeah. it over. Okay. But other you know projects that are worth mentioning is... Hawaii, you know, we have a pretty big passion project going on with this guy who, young guy, mm-hmm. his name's Gabe, and he's just banana guru. Okay. The guy <laughs> is just spiritually in tune with all things banana um, from the academic level wow. know, to that spiritual level, I guess you could say. Gabe just loves You bananas. need to have a Gabe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he, he's from Colorado yeah. and he pretty much came to the University of Hawaii to study bananas like tropical ag but like in specific wow. bananas okay um so when i heard about this guy uh, at an event i was at i was like oh we got it yeah we got it and uh pretty much where that's gone though is uh we've helped fund gabe a little bit okay to build this nursery which is just like a tent to perfect uh you know prevent insects and things okay. like that from coming in and the money that we kind of gave Gabe, he's going to be paying us back in a special variety of bananas. Oh. And these are going to be really righteously grown yeah. um, using like co-cropping. So using other crops to fertilize the soil, other crops to push away pests, you know, pests and things right. like that. And the, the real beauty behind it too is not only that we're starting this new supply here in Hawaii and inspiring some local agriculture, not just pulling from what exists. Right. The really cool thing is that this nursery that Gabe is building is going to serve as this point where farmers can purchase banana plants and the sense of food security for Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because right now, if you're a farmer and you wanted to plant 500 trees, you know, so you can successively grow them and pull crop week by week, there's not really a place to do that. And there's certainly not a place to do that where you're getting clean plants. Mm -hmm. There's one place, but they're way too busy and they from my understanding, they, yeah. you won't get your order. Um, so that's what Gabe's planning on doing is that you can get different varieties and he's very educational. So mm-hmm. uh, he'll teach you, you know, he'll certainly talk it out on how to harvest, how to know when to harvest, mm-hmm. how to grow them. That's the really amazing thing for us that we feel just so fortunate that Gabe yeah. exists and yeah. that this banana connection happened because we couldn't do something like that on our own, but we're really happy to be involved and help support okay. that and be able to spread the story of that too. That's awesome. Cool. Well, maybe if someone's traveling to the islands, maybe for the first time, or maybe they've been coming back year after year, what, what is something in your opinion, 
uh, something they should know coming to Hawaii to help better prepare their experience? Probably go to the neighbor islands <laughs> because they're just so beautiful. Yeah. Oahu is too. There's so yeah. much beauty to see. But I think, maybe it's because I grew up here, but I think that, you know, hitting Kauai and places yeah. like that is just, it's just so beautiful. Yeah. And, and, and something to consider. I guess I'll throw out a couple of few recommendations yeah. that I have here, sure. even in Oahu. Pretty much food based. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> obviously, come by Banan. <laughs> We're awesome, <laughs> I think. But one of my favorite places is on the east side. It's called okay. I Love Nalo. Okay. And they do this really just fresh Hawaiian food. It's like a plant-based menu, but um, kind of a Hawaiian, you know, I guess a plant-based take on Hawaiian food. Yeah. And just a lot of fresh ingredients. They have this super cool outdoor seating area that's cool. like grass on the outside in their little garden. And uh, if that's probably my favorite place to eat during the day. It's I Love Nalo. And then shortly down from there, there's also uh, this fruit farm, exotic mm-hmm. fruit farm called Frankie's Nursery. So if you come in Hawaii summer, there's like, I mean, there's stuff year round, but there's tons of crazy stuff that you'd only see, you know, in maybe Southeast Asia or yeah. Central America. Um, and they, they kind of have it all. So that's a couple just quick recommendations. Yeah. And those are all out on the east side. So okay. buy Manalo and search, certainly look up Makapu. That's one of my favorite beaches. Yeah. A uh, little tangent from that. Yeah. Makapu, we we often hold these little sunrise beach cleanup parties. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They started off as just being parties. Uh, <laughs> or so the history of that, actually, now that I'm talking about it, is when we first opened the store we're sitting you, in. You wake up and like, I might as well just cool. It was, it was like when we first opened the store that we're sitting in, uh, we were partying a lot with our employees yeah. and having like a super fun time. Yeah. And, uh, then it started feeling like, hey, it's getting a little toxic. We're just partying with our employees. And yeah. We we had an early morning surf at this beach called Makapu. And we we're like, wow, how beautiful would it be if we like brought the whole team here and mm. treated out beers and shots for, you know, tea and juice. <laughs> and so that's how that started. We, you know, we just started this sunrise party where we'd go cool. and drink tea, make pancakes on the beach and surf. Yeah. Um, and feel refreshed. You know, you, you hits like eight or nine o'clock and then you're like, oh yeah. wow, I'm ready to start my day. And then later on, some really, you know, rad employees of ours were like, oh, for doing this beach thing, we should just clean it up while we're at it. Yeah. And so now we try to incorporate that. Too. That's cool. Yeah. Maybe spring off that a little bit. What are some things, uh, some etiquette for people to know coming to the islands? And obviously pick up after yourself is a huge one. So yeah, I guess anywhere you are in the world, right? It's, yeah, uh, yeah leave, right. leave no trace. Exactly. Um, uh, you know, a good one to recognize coming, you know, to swim in the oceans and there's lots of sun Yeah, is, uh, sunscreen. That's been kind yeah. of, uh, a big issue lately that to use reef safe sunscreen. In 2021. Oh, is that it, right? Yeah. That it's going to be banned? Yeah. Like, yeah, certain, uh, chemicals. Oh, uh, just across the nation. Ac- not across the nation, just ac- in Hawaii. In Hawaii. Hawaii. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. 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 So January 2021. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I had no idea. Yeah. So, so that's one that I'd recommend is, you know, looking into good sunscreens. Yeah. You can buy some at Banan. <laughs> <laughs> Just through the Instagram a wink. Yeah. Um, but let's see, what else? Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, just be a good human. Be polite. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, that's huge. You know, you, leave leave your, your spot better than how you found it, you know? So you, yeah, for generations, exactly. you can share that with thinking about your grandchildren or thinking about, you know, next generations. So you're like, we went to that spot and now it looks totally wrecked. Like, yeah. you know, have that in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, I think sometimes even like us locals, like, you know, there's locals around it that yeah. sometimes don't treat sure. the island as good as it should be treated. But yeah. especially as, yeah, as visiting tourists, uh, really just the ideas of leave no trace and just yeah. be, yeah, just be you and be kind. Yeah. yeah hopefully that's good. Yeah. Be. Well, Matt, thank you so much for your time. Uh, how can people find out more about you and Benan and what's next? So you can stay in touch with us either through our Instagram, which is just at Banan, so like banana, but drop the A at the end. <laughs> um, or bananbowls.com is our website yeah. that we update once in a while. But other than that, just yeah, look for cool. us. Really mainly on Instagram is where we communicate okay. things. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Matt. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, I just want to thank Matt again and for his time. And that was our very first on location podcast. We also did an Instagram live during that. And that's something that we look forward to maybe trying out more in the future. Stay tuned for that. My key takeaway from my conversation with Matt was just the hard work towards a vision. Sometimes a vision may seem impossible or bigger, and that's what makes a vision exciting to to go ahead and, and chase. And hearing the story from Matt and about the rest of the founders, it's really encouraging to hear that uh, hard work, passion, and just stickability can make something a reality. And what they're doing on Oahu and, J- and Japan is something that is pretty amazing that they've been able to accomplish in such a short amount of time. So if you're on Oahu, be sure to check out one of their locations. And you can also follow them on Instagram, hit their website. I'll, I'll link all that stuff in the show notes as well. Thanks again for joining us today. Hit subscribe, leave a review, find us on Instagram at hawaii's.best. We look forward to connecting more with you and learning more and how we can highlight the best from Hawaii. Be well. We'll see you next time. Aloha. Thanks for listening to Hawaii's Best Podcast. To stay up to date on future episodes, be sure to hit the subscribe button and find us at livehawaii'sbest.com. Thank you.